in this second of three episodes, I'll be telling you about my early career at the Montreal Opera, Opera de Montréal. And it's really important you will see why, because this is a really the, the base of everything that I'm still even doing today. And uh, this is really the first major step on, that will lead me to create Nada PR in 2000. Bonjour. Hello, everyone. I'm Nata, host of the Nata PR School podcast. You're a successful entrepreneur or a marketing manager, and you're about to launch a new product or service, or you've been selling your goods for quite some time, but you want to learn how to increase your visibility, get known, and reach more clients? At Nata PR, we deal with real clients every day, and we'll teach you simple, fun, and honest PR solutions. You'll learn easy steps to combine PR to social media right now. Keep listening and let's get started. Bonjour, hello, and welcome to episode 103 of the Nada Pia School podcast. I'll be talking in this episode, it's the second of a series of three, about my personal career, my personal stories as well. And this will answer many questions, especially my young employees and some other younger, um, let's say, professional who want to know how I started and why I created a public relations agency that's now been in business for more than 20 years. I know it sounds unreal, even when I say it to myself. <laughs> so in the first episode, which is num number uh, 102, 102, um, it ends with me accepting this incredible paid internship at the Montreal Opera. For me, I remember it was a dream job where I really um, had this incredible opportunity to learn the ins and outs of a nonprofit organization like the uh, Montreal Opera. And for the first few months of that internship, I had to spend four weeks and sometimes more, four to eight weeks in departments where they needed help. I went from accounting where I learned what a uh, subsidy application is to the box office, huh? how to sell uh, subscriptions, uh, assisting the stage manager and communications. Where other uh, people probably would have seen this like very boring, like even uh, working at keeping the books if it's not a passion of yours or working on selling tickets, opera tickets, I saw there a chance to make myself indispensable and uh, quickly I became really efficient. I wanted, I, want to, I wanted to stay as long as possible in each department, even if it's not something I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And it didn't take me long to figure out that it was more fun <laughs> to be useful and to take the opportunity to learn something. See again how learning is such a big thing for me. And so when I'm, I put myself in this state of mind, I can really learn just about anything, even if it's not something that I love or if it's not a passion of mine, of course. And I wanted to do something uh, good and really help everybody in each of these departments, even if it was sometimes uh, maybe 
boring sometimes. And I finally had the chance to spend a month, maybe more, if I think of it a little bit more, maybe, I don't know, eight weeks <laughs> in the communications department under Marie-Hélène Gay, who was a incredible young dynamic executive, marketing executive. She was a young professional and it was in the marketing communications department that I had this, my God, my heart was just so <laughs> about to explode. I was so happy to discover something that I really loved. And in those days, yeah, marketing communications department, that's way before the digital age, as you can imagine. So that's how it was called. And I learned really the basic of everything that I'm still using today. It's crazy when I think about that. It was kind of a light bulb moment for me, you know, those ha-ha moments. And I wanted to like be more involved. And after four um, exciting weeks in that department, Marie-Hélène was recruit recruited again by the prestigious um, ad agency Cassette for the Quebec office. And the Montreal Opera, of course, is based out of Montreal and she had to move. So she was going to leave Montreal for this uh, opportunity. And, oh, I jumped at the chance and I wanted to do what she was doing. And when I think about that, I was so in this crazy state of mind and I don't remember how I convinced her, Marie-Hélène, to support my application for this position. Uh, but she really did, she took me under her wing and we went to see um, our the, uh, the, the top management at the time, uh, the big bus at the opera, And she must have seen something in me that, you know, probably I see now uh, in some of my employees, I see their passion, their commitment, their talent. And maybe that's what she saw. And she convinced um, uh, the, the top managed manager of the opera to give me my chance, to give me the job since I had already done uh, part of the training. Like I knew a lot about, about this department because I was so passionate and so involved. Oh my God. What a joy for me. I still remember the amazing feeling that really overcame me and that I was feeling in all my body it was joy, really. And I owe a, a lot, a big debt of gratitude to Marie-Hélène Gay. I say hi to Marie-Hélène uh, today, like it's 30 years ago, even probably even more than that. And she had this courage to take another woman under her wing Uh, when, you know, it was not even something that we were thinking about, you know, the fa famous girl power <laughs> did not even exist at the time. And I spent four years at the Opéra de Montréal, where I like to say that I, I really learned the base of everything that I'm doing, even in my daily uh, life at work at least in terms of my career now, since public relations are the nexus of all good communications, this is where I've learned everything. I also have the advantage to understand my clients because of that, because the marketing uh, directors that are my clients today, I held similar positions with the same responsibilities that they have today. So, and I really 
I was a marketing and communications director for at least a decade before creating my agency in another PR in 2000. So I do understand. I have this this advantage of really um, being able to see uh, our work with their eyes. And I'm, I often say that I can tell them what they don't know about what we do and I can explain it to them. I can't really recall those thrilling and demanding years without thinking of Jacques Sauvé. This man was just an incredible, you know, these night that comes in your life and really are there to help you. Uh, he was the right hand of the head of BCP, uh, a large uh, ad agency at the time that uh, now belongs to, um, well, they kind of merged by, with um, the, the, this incredible group called Publicis that still exists today. And Monsieur Sauvé, Mr. Sauvé was a real gentleman, like you probably will never meet one today. <laughs> I don't know if this still exists. Was really a super intelligent ma man. He was calm, always super elegant. And at a time when advertiser were all super stressed and operated only with, you know, at, at super high speed. He always seemed to have like a lot of time in front of him. And oh my God, what a man. Jacques Sauvé was really like the complete opposite of, you know, what we, um, I, I don't know if it's still like that today, but I know, you know, everything has to be done even so quickly. It's even, it would be having someone like Jacques Sauvé was just amazing and having the chance to work with him and create campaign, a campaign with him. It was always like super cool and, oh, and so kind. So thank you for all these years where you really took me also under your wing, Jacques Sauvé, and uh, we developed together campaigns for the Opera de Montreal. So the, the season, all the ad advertising ads. Oh my God, I created so many things. I even created, I had some ideas and it was so good at helping me um, uh, create the visual, find the, uh, you know, the idea, how to present. And my first uh, big idea was I wanted to create a public event. I called it the Opera Dans la rue, so opera in the street, uh, opera in the street. And the first, I also created the first club for young adults called Opera 1835. So for the uh, 18 years, 35 years old. And oh my God, when I think about that, it's crazy. <laughs> I got the also uh, the opera's first telemarketing campaign. Actually, I, I did that with Hélène, Marie-Hélène Gay. And we work on that together. Together was the first telemarketing campaign. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> because before that, we could only send by mail, and you, you, we were mailing and waiting to receive checks, and you know, to sell the whole season to people. So this was totally new at the time. Imagine that. And I know that the first campaign was extremely successful. We were almost sold out. I love the years I spent working there at the opera. Even if, maybe if you think about the workplace today, we would probably consider it a little toxic. But, you know, we, this, we didn't even know back then. <laughs> but that's not the point of this podcast. And it's so much more interesting and so much more fun to look back 
on on what I've learned and how I made some choices. And um, I'm telling this because I know if you're at the beginning of your career, if it's your, your case, sometimes, you know, stay open and learn things that, you know, you don't even know if you're going to be liking it. But it's like when you try new things, this is when uh, something extraordinary might happen. And this is where I learned, as I told you, the basis of everything that uh, it's the foundations of my my personal and my working life really and it was also during those four years that I built my network uh, I really started building my network and uh, some of the people that I met back then uh, that's over 30 years are became friends and I'm still in contact with them I I think of my friend uh, Yves Bergeron who was a, a radio producer that I met and uh, and we're still friends today. Isn't that crazy? I was already also a member of some associations, uh, was part of the Junior Chamber of Commerce. And this is what I tell my young employees all the time. And I'm even telling them I'm going to pay for the, uh, the, the fee. If you need to subscribe, I'm going to pay for that. But become a member of these young associations because you're going to meet incredible people. <laughs> I even remember um, I even met some uh, someone who was uh, re- starting his career in insurance and he sold me <laughs> a, a life uh, insurance policy that I still have. So imagine that. So it goes so far. Like I was 25 years old when I bought, bought this life insurance. So you can imagine how little money it cost me. I kept it. So it was a good investment at the end. <laughs> So yes, so that's the best way if you want to really uh, create your network, uh, take advantage of it. So you represent a company, I was representing the Opera de Montreal, so it was great, great fun for me. In the next episode, I will tell you about um, the other six years. So Opera de Montreal represents kind of four years of my um, career and then another six before I uh, founded NetAPR. So I will tell you everything that led <laughs> really to founding NetAPR. So I hope you've enjoyed uh, this little, let's say, brief look at my story. It's kind of a history break. It's different than uh, what I normally do. And uh, I hope you'll be joining me next week. À la semaine prochaine. Hey, you want to learn more about how to implement PR strategies? Head on to nadapr.com and get on our list. You will also receive the Nada PR model on how to create a successful PR campaign. If you want to become a client, just send us an email to nada at nadapr.com. Talk to you next week. À la semaine prochaine.